Hey you guys, welcome back to Love Your Band Life. This is a space where I come to you and you sacrifice moments out of your day to get real, to get deep, and to discuss real life. All from the comforts of my van. And when you live in a van full time, it gets the name Van Life. Hence the name, Love Your Van Life. If you've ever wondered what it's like to live full time in a living space that is only 11 feet long, this is the podcast for you. And you can learn about van life, which is maybe a newer concept that is a lot of times still confused. When I was a little girl, my dream did not include living in a van, you know, because it has not the best stereotype. I do live in a very big white van. I do have candy in my van. However, I am no kidnapper. And if you see my van drive on your street, the worst thing you'll experience is my beautiful dog barking at you until you give her a treat. And that's pretty much it. So let's stop living through stereotypes and start living through our real eyes and our real experiences. Doesn't have to just be for people who live in a van. It's for people who want to love their life where they're at and they've been struggling. Maybe you have that excuse that is holding you back from getting on the road, from quitting that job, from moving into a new home, leaving a bad relationship, or from loving the relationship that you're in. All of these things are common. You are not alone, but you are unique. No one's going to live your life as good as you can, not to mention the world needs you. God created us all differently. He gave us passions, he gave us flaws, he gave us beauty in so many forms. And it's time to quit blaming the things that make us who we are and to start living through them. So join me as we play catch up, as we discuss, and as we love one another. Welcome to the show. As I am talking to you, I'm looking at a Polaroid sticker that was given to me yesterday. This sticker was taken by the film crew of a new show that'll come to you probably next year or so. I don't have the date because they are currently traveling the country interviewing van lifers on real life van life. And the name of the show is actually real-life van life. As I learn details, I'll give them to you. But how cool. I cannot believe this hasn't been done before, because us van lifers always talk about van life and, and YOLO, and so if you've heard of van life, or you have Pinterest on your phone, you've probably seen these adorable vans in front of the most perfect view, and it looks like a studio apartment. And Mine does too, honestly, but that's not what it's about. And sometimes that message, that filter perfect image that we post doesn't convey the true beauty, the true freedom, and the connection that comes with this lifestyle. You've heard me say before in previous episodes or in person, if you've ever met me, that when you're uncomfortable, you're growing. 
Van life pushes me to always be on my feet, to not let it raining outside keep me from playing in the rain. It reminds me that if someone is houseless, to not look down on them. So when I see a car driving down the road and there's a trunk missing, I think, oh, they're probably not a good driver. And then I'm humbled by the fact that there's a trunk missing out of my home, my van, and it was completely out of my control. And there'll be an episode on that. Getting out of a comfort zone or getting out of that American box, that human box, only can grow us. Not to mention that I'm in Alabama today. If I go to Mississippi tomorrow to work, to visit a friend or a family member, I take my house with me. And instead of sleeping on their couch or the uncomfortable guest bed, I have my my daily home. Have you ever wondered what it was like to take your favorite cup, your favorite bed, and all of your wardrobe with you anywhere you go? Well, that's that's what van life is. Yesterday, Tyler and I were interviewed by Lisa at Vacay Vans. And a good friend of hers, who is the director, Yasmin, and on Instagram, she's at the Wonderlust Woman. And then the filmer is JR, and you can find him on Instagram at JR Switchgrass. So those three people are traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, interviewing amazing people that are doing van life. And they want to show the real sides and the different perspectives. And I'm not going to give too much more away because that's why the TV show is being made. So you can learn about it from them and their amazing creation. And I'm so honored to have got to be a part of it. So a huge shout out to my friend Brian at goodlooking.goodcooking.hippie is his Instagram tag. He was also interviewed for the show. Instead of having everything planned and routed for them, they're letting fate have a hand in it. So when they interview someone, they asked them, do they know the next someone that they can recommend? And I was thankfully honored enough to be recommended by Brian. And I'm so grateful. Yesterday, Lisa, the host, asked me, was there ever a moment where I felt like I made it? And I gave them an answer. But honestly, not long after we parted ways, because they had to get back on the road, I realized it was in that moment. The moment she asked me was the moment that I felt like I made it. There's been many steps along the way, starting a podcast about, kind of about van life, meeting so many people, having random adventures, going off-grid for weeks at a time, never knowing where I was going to go, and never spending a penny on a hotel room, and always being comfortable, kind of comfortable. I mean, com- comfortable because I had my home with me, and, and I could cook full meals. Oh my gosh, I made it. I was being interviewed about real-life van life for a TV show by amazing people that have been doing this for years, for longer than me. Everything kind of has a spectrum, right? So for me, van life, I knew I loved camping, and I would always go tent camping. But the weather and the fact that if I, since I lived in an apartment that was stationary, I always had to come back to that house or that apartment. Because you're paying so much money every month for that box. And I was tired of it. I didn't like where I lived. I did not like my job. I was so sick of spending the time and money it took to get somewhere to rush right back after that three-day weekend. And 
do it all over again until I could afford to go out again and get more vacation days. Then YouTube came up with some van life, bus life videos. That blew my mind. The next step was seeing that van life and living on the road full time was an option. Then it became Craigslist and, and Basic Marketplace and all these places looking for that that next home, that future dream vehicle that would take me all over the world. I would never have to worry about sparing money for a hotel room or finding a good cheap RV park, buying the right spikes so my tent wouldn't fly away in the storm, or putting out a molded tent because it rained the whole trip before. Also, we didn't have to go to Walmart and buy those 10 things that you somehow always have to buy when you go camping, even though you've already bought them. Batteries, more lanterns, fire starters, all of it, all the snacks, all the works. Now I just start my van and drive and park and I'm done. Literally, that's it. Then we found the home. And that's not always smooth, right? The first home that we had uh, was a short school bus and it broke down. So it took a while to find something that worked. And also, that's going to be a future episode. Probably my very, either my next one or the next, uh, next one. And now I've been living in it. Maybe the next step is finding a way to make money on the road, which is hard. You know, you, you don't have to have a remote job already lined up. I've been doing this for almost three years and I still don't have that remote job. I do not make money from my podcast. I am not monetized by anyone. If I tell you something that I recommend, it's just because I want to share the love, just like van life. I am so sad that I didn't know about it when I was in college, when I went on trips before. So I don't want you to not know about this as a cheap way to live and travel every day. I hope to be supported financially by this podcast one day. That would be awesome. That would be so great, but, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. But I'm not going to give up because it. I doubt that it will ever happen or because it hasn't happened in a year. It could not happen in five years. If I'm still passionate about talking to you about the things that I love most in my life, then I will still be here. More catching up. I am currently in the van parked in a small town in Alabama, a place that my mom just moved to. The day before we went to Colorado, about three months ago, we helped her move everything in, and then she spent the last three months making it just the most adorable little paradise. Through this holiday season, I will go back and forth from here, all the way back to my hometown where my grandparents still live, and I take care of my grandma several days a week. She's awesome. She's still kicking. She's still a little fiery but um, she can't get around like she once could. And my grandpa, who's 89, is a baller, and he drives to a town 40 minutes away at least once or twice a day just to work a full-time job, still by choice, and then drives home and cares for my grandma. And normally he'll take her to work, but when I'm here, I can hang out with her at home and clean and then have dinner ready for when he gets home. And then when I'm not there, I'll be in that same town that my grandpa works and I'll be working a job to pay my bills because bills are still a thing. And while most of you, if you follow my Instagram or when I do post on YouTube and you follow that, or 
you probably wonder, how am I always on the road traveling to beautiful and amazing places? Not because I'm a millionaire. I was not given a small loan of a million dollars, and I barely ever have money in my bank account. The older I get, the more I realize I need something more stable, money-wise, but at the same time, God does provide, and it always works out. So I have a job that lets me come and work when I am in town, and I'll be bartending there in the next week or so. So I do work. I do have a job. And the norm is to find work wherever we go when we're going to be there for more than a month. Or save up as much as I can and then go. And I'm just going to tell you, there, there is never enough money. There is never a right time. I will tell you that every chance I get. You will never have everything together. And it'll probably never feel like the best moment to travel. Not to mention the world pandemic and the racism that still survives and the fear. And the fear that gay people still experience. All of it is scary. And all of it is real. But that doesn't mean it's going to be bad or good. Nothing is just black and white, ironically enough. Okay? The world is your blank canvas. And when someone comes along and throws their copy all over your masterpiece, turn it into something beautiful. Turn it into something unique. Just because something big happened that you didn't plan for or ask for doesn't mean that your life will not be able to be way better than you had originally pictured. The things that we don't plan for are the ones that shift us the most. For example, my first love, my ex right? He's been my ex for a while now. And we don't talk at all. When we talk, drama happens. So we don't talk. And he and his fiance had a baby yesterday, something I think they've wanted to do for a long time. And I'm happy for them. I'm so happy that these two people that I don't even talk to yet, yet I know that they've struggled to get to the place that they are now. And it's really cool to see the growth even from so far away. And I never knew how I would feel when, when yesterday came, when I knew that the baby was born, that it kind of put the last nail on the box, so to speak, nailed it shut, you know, because that is a closed chapter in our lives. And it's the whole new beginning of something for them. And we dated on all for many, many years. The whole when you're a little kid, you plan your wedding and you name your kids that you don't have. But your childhood dreams aren't meant to be your adult dreams. And things are supposed to come to an end at times, especially relationships. I even bring that up, as awkward as it is, to say... I'm human, I've had exes, and I've treated people badly, and I've made bad decisions, and I've been petty, and I've been dramatic, but here I am, trying to thrive, be better than I was yesterday, and if something causes you fear and pain in your heart, well, there's a reason for that. Just be patient, and and find ways to be positive and happy for people, because if you hold grudges, and if you're super bitter, then you're going to put that back out in the world and then no one's going to like you. When your skeletons are still there to be seen and felt, 
embrace them in the ways that you should and don't in the ways that you don't have peace about. So I shouldn't tell them congratulations through a message or anything like that because it would probably only put stress on their celebrating. Everyone has a past and not all of us have a future. So every day that you wake up, do something that you're proud of. Like today, I haven't posted an episode in a while. I have some on backup, but it's important to keep you up to date with where I'm currently at and what I'm currently dealing with. So see family, check, get job, check, start working job, almost check, and stay motivated. A moment-to-moment process. My van is cuter than ever on the inside, and I'm only going to continue to make it something that when I'm in, I feel more at peace. I think the things that you're looking at really have an impact on your mental mood, on your mental mood. Our time in Colorado was amazing. We spent a good chunk of it at our with our friends at an RV park that we did not have to pay for. They actually worked, so they stayed there for free. And we also stayed there for free because we were with them in our free time. We would all go work on their house that they hoped to move into by this Christmas. We were able to put up insulation, put in windows, doors, build framing for all the walls except one, and all the rooms, which is incredible. So we got to see it transform from just a metal building to what looks like an almost home. The day that we left, uh, the bathtubs were going in. We saw plumbing going in. And now it's up to them to do the rest until we see them again. And every time we do see them, we, we help, we work together. Actually, these same friends helped us on our school bus a little bit back in the day. And they also let us live behind their house in the broken school bus for about a year. Good friends are hard to find and even harder to keep. If any of you are older than 25, you know what I'm talking about. The friends that you have in your life are not just there. You have to feed those. You have to see each other. You have to call one another. And most of those friends that we grew up with go separate ways. And that's okay. That's how life's supposed to be. It's really hard to deal with, but change is necessary and unpreventable. We met incredible nomads like ourselves. Throughout the trip in Colorado, the three weeks that we just went off-grid, we made memories, we made connections. I recorded a few podcasts with some of those people and probably will in the future as well. And we will definitely be seeing a lot of them again. Some of them you've already heard. You've heard their story because I've published the episode that I recorded with them. Ever since I started on that CBD tea and lotion, my back pain has probably been cut in half. And it, my back is currently hurting because it's that time of the month. But I've, I've been so much more aware of the things that we put into our bodies can affect us. So instead of using um, the products like tampons or pads, I'm using She Thinks underwear. I'll leave a tag on my Instagram, but you can just look that up. And I actually follow a lot of females. And almost all the nomadic females that I know use something like she thinks are those cups that you insert into your body. And I know it's an awkward topic and a lot of you men or all of you men don't want to hear this, but sorry, not sorry. It's something we deal with just like you should deal with condoms. (laughs) 
we're adults here. There's no need to pretend that we are aliens who do not pee, poop, bleed, give birth, all of this nasty, maybe not nasty, but all of those vulnerable things. We're here to educate people, and I have this platform, and I'm not going to keep the good knowledge that I am getting away from you, because like I said, if I had just known about this stuff much sooner, I might have caused myself a lot less pain, and it's better late than never. Side note, for a perfect topic to go into after, after the, the blood talk, my dad, my whole family is in Houston, but my dad, my dad is an entertainer. From the time he was little, he's been doing impressions, and he's been very successful. That's how he's made his living my whole life, and I even got to assist him in some of the performances growing up. I'm not going to spoil too much, but I interviewed my dad, and I actually interviewed him a few months ago. So now I'm back in Mississippi. I've seen him in person since I've been here. But this episode was recorded just a few months back. But it's still relevant because we talk about the crazy things that he has gone through. For example, being arrested for trying to kill the president. That sounds crazy, right? So if you want to hear the full story, did he do it? Well, I'll let you hear the episode to find out. And you can look him up on Google and you will see so many articles about his uh, trials. It was really cool to sit down with my dad and hear firsthand all the details of one of the craziest things that ever happened to our family. As always, thank you for your time. <laughs>